Welcome to this podcast, Married to His Will. I am Suzette Williams, your host and licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia. If you're listening for the first time, I welcome you especially. If you're in a struggle and feeling stuck, you have come to the right place. This podcast is made just for you so that you will know you can become unstuck. Today, I am married to the will of God as I have discovered that his purpose for my life is always bigger than my status or whatever circumstance I find myself in. I originally thought the continuous struggle of my 19 to 20 year marriage was my purpose, but it was only to be used for God's greater purpose in my life. I realized that my sacrifice to stay in an abusive marriage was not the kind of sacrifice God required, but that the promise of salvation was not only from eternal hell, but for situations beyond my ability to manage. I became free from a place of bondage so that you can be free also. 1 Corinthians 10.13 tells me that there is no temptation or struggle that God cannot deliver me from. He will provide a way of escape out of that struggle you face. He did that for me. It's by his grace that I endured 19 years of the same struggle. He said, I am bringing you out so that you can become who I have called you to become. And now I am delivered and married to his will. Invite your friends on the journey with me as I share biblical insights, share my personal stories and clinical insights from my own expertise and knowledge. And I plan to have others join me along the way. Enjoy this next episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of Married to His Will. So I didn't plan on recording today, but I just really felt like it. I wanted to talk to some of you today um, about some things I have on my mind. Today was a great day. Today's Sunday, and it is the 18th of February, and I'm recording in the evening at 6.07 p.m. <laughs> but I wanted to record today because... I felt moved to. I've been having the scriptures on my mind. I want to talk about some of the things that I've been thinking about. It's funny how when I read a scripture, the preacher talks about it. I'm like, okay, God, we in the same vein here. Somebody's thinking like me. Um, today, um, my pastor, Ron, talked about Saul, actually in the Old Testament, King Saul, how David lived that even more immoral life. <laughs> Than Saul, um, and the but the difference between them was that David was ready to be obedient to God, and his his heart was after God, and he asked God to create in him a clean heart. But on the um, flip side, Saul would be, disobey God without much care. And I thought about how how relative or how that was related rather to. Um, a scripture I've had in my thoughts about Ananias and Sapphira. And a lot of times they use that scripture to talk about tithing, whatever. And I started to ask a lot about that scripture last night as I was praying. But the main thing about that scripture that I feel that stands out to me, and it's in Acts chapter 5. I'm actually going to read that. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, he cal- he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? 
And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came upon all who heard of it. The young man rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened, and Peter said to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. And after that, it goes into signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. Whew, I thought about that. Before I actually read it last night, I just had Ananias and Sapphira in my mind. And I'm like, why God? Why do they have to be struck dead? And I'm thinking about David and all these people in the Bible and the difference and contrast between them. And the one thing that God has emphasized to me is that he knows the heart. So I could live in fear and say, yeah, I sinned, right? I fell, I fell short, which all of us do. And the fear of God can come upon me if I think about some of the things that happen to people in the Bible, right? But I think the one thing that God hates is when we lie because he knows the heart more than anything. The thing, the point of this scripture was not so much about them holding back a part of the, the money, but the fact that they chose to lie about it. I believe that if Ananias and Sapphira had decided we're going to just, you know, Keep some for ourselves, but we're going to tell them the truth that we're keeping some for ourselves for this reason. And we're going to give this to the church. Perhaps they wouldn't have died because then they would be very honest by telling them we're keep, we kept some for ourselves. But instead they lied and said that's all they sold it for. And, and that so they gave them less than what was the amount that they sold it for. And um, but so God is very strategic when he thinks about what we do, right? It's not so much the acts that we commit, but what is the heart behind it? What is the intent behind it? And I, I, I said to God that no matter where I find myself, no matter how much I find myself in trouble, <laughs> no matter how much I, you know, I find myself in a situation, a precarious situation that may not live up to his holy standards, I cannot stop myself from confessing my faults before God because my heart is troubled because I don't want to go before God's people and act as if I got it together and I don't. Do you hear me? I want to live a life of integrity. And I, when I think about my marriage even and how it was for 19 years, I could not be very honest about my relationship with the general public because it was, there were so many moments where it was it felt so ungodly that I couldn't reconcile myself to how I could be in that situation and still call myself holy, right? And I thought about that in the entirety of marriage itself. It's not that you're so safe in your marriage, but the two people have to make, have a committed mind to walk a certain way, to be in agreement, Um 
And so I had to come to the terms with the fact that I couldn't lie anymore. I couldn't live a lie. And I have so much freedom by being able to live a life that's integrous, that is truthful, that is honest. And that honesty may not even be a perfect thing. It's, it's you know, what we're being honest about may be something bad. <laughs> but I'd rather be honest before God than to tell a lie. Because he already knows the heart. Um, so this week I've thought about, would I be ever content to be single? <laughs> this is on another note. I'm like, I don't know if I really want to get to a point where I don't want someone. Because I'm like, I want someone. I can't lie about that. That's the God's honest truth. I don't know how these people feel being single. And I mean, they they got to that point somehow. I don't know if I'll ever be at the point where I'm just completely over men. Um, I'm not attracted to ever any man right now that I see, right, you know, in my purview. There's nobody around me right now that I want. But um, I can't lie to myself and tell you I'm all the way, like, excited to be single. No, my dreams are to be married again. And when it happens, I will surely be rejoicing. But I think that's really what's been on my heart this week. Um, there are times when I do have this sadness like and I asked God you know what if what I'm thinking is supposed to be is not going to be I start thinking of the what ifs so what ifs get us in trouble by the way those are the thoughts that are anxious thoughts I'll be like what if nobody can really love me with six children like I mean my kids won't be kids forever but those thoughts do cross my mind and I got to reading acts going back to the acts of the apostles and some of the men that were just the apostles, how they were um, thriving in ministry. And even Saul, who became Paul, you know, I thought about Stephen, Stephen, maybe you call him Stephen, Stephen. He was filled with the Holy Ghost that he asked God to take him. He could see Jesus at, on, uh, um, in the throne room when they started to stone him. And he asked God to take him and he fell asleep. He didn't, I don't even think he felt the pain of the stones being thrown at him when he was proclaiming the name of Jesus. And just like that, he fell asleep. And I thought about it. Would I be willing to sacrifice my life for Christ? Would I be willing uh, to be like the apostles who, they were like, I mean, they were different. They... They added, they, they, they preached the gospel without fear. They were in prison. They were praying. I mean, they were doing some miraculous things. Um, they were filled with the Holy Ghost in the Acts of the Apostles. That I'm like, God, can I be like that? Is it possible? But it, it gave me something to emulate. Maybe you have no one that you feel like you can emulate. That you can, you know, that sets a standard for you to live like. Maybe you're saying, yeah, I don't see nobody in Christendom that I can follow or pattern after. Maybe you feel that way. But when you read the scripture about these devout men and women that really preach the word of God, you can find inspiration. 
I'm like, God, these, these are some powerful men. Or these are mere men that God filled with the Holy Spirit and they walked after God. He would lead men to speak to other people, to lead them to Christ. It was a powerful time. And it's like, God, I want to be led by your spirit. I know the desires of my heart. You know the desires of my heart. And I'm always going to be honest before God about what I desire. But as like David, as long as my heart is for God, even more, my sins will not be seen. Even my deplorable acts will not be considered because God will see my heart. Not that he wants me to wallow. He will not allow me to sin and not tell me about it. Like when David had um, Uriah's wife, he, went, he sent Nathan the prophet to him to speak to him and to tell him about himself. And David saw himself and was able to repent and so I never want to get to a place where I never see myself. I never see what God is telling me for, to change. I want to always be honest before God. I want to be truthful before God. I won't necessarily be perfect in my walk. I won't be perfect at times with how I say things or do things. But honesty is the best place to be. Honesty is the best way to walk. And it's not honesty while intentionally sinning, because that's a part of dishonesty. So you can't have both. So living an honest life is to live a life that is unto God. And a broken and contrite heart, God will not despise. I wanted to share just a little bit of myself today because... I felt inspired. Ananias and Sapphira, they inspired me. I'm like, I don't want God to kick me dead if I can't live right as a single woman. <laughs> I was thinking these things. <sighs> I'm not confessing anything. I'm not saying I'm living an immoral life. I'm not going out with anybody and doing anything with anybody. I hope you know that. But it's, it's not easy in these single streets, I am sure. For a lot of you. Um, and I'm thankful that, again, there's no one in my immediate circle that I have any temptation to do anything with. But I know I am missing the married life in certain aspects. And I'm not missing the, the misery of it. But I eventually want to be wed to the one that God has for me. And so there are times I do dream about it and I think about it. But in my thinking about it, I am so careful because I would never want to put an idol before God. I'm so careful. I'm so conscious. And sometimes in my consciousness, I get depressed because I feel like I'm failing God by not being content. But I think the way I need to always be is honest. More than me trying to strive to be content or to enjoy my singleness, or to be a certain way. I can't make myself that. I can only be honest and true before God. So I want to help someone out. Maybe you're not yet content where you are. Maybe you're single and you're miserable. You could be married and miserable. You could be wanting your circumstance to change. Be honest with God. 
Open your heart before him. Let him see it. Be transparent. He can see it anyway. So don't lie to him. Don't lie to the Holy Ghost. And I'm speaking to you, my Christian brothers and sisters. No, you do not need to lie before God or lie to the Holy Spirit. Let him know your heart. Give him total access to your heart. And you won't drop dead. <laughs> like Ananias and Sapphira. You won't get that kind of consequence. Maybe if you're honest about that next business transaction, if you're honest about that deal, maybe it won't fall through. Maybe you need to come clean about something, right? Maybe you've been dishonest about something and God is saying, come clean before something worse happens to you. Before something, you know, befalls you. I think of Cain. Maybe if he was, he confessed his jealousy, perhaps he wouldn't, it would not have led him to killing his brother Abel. Maybe the thing that you're dealing with is a small thing that could develop into a bigger thing if you don't deal with it now. So I would, I would suggest that you be honest about where your heart is, about what's going on with you. Choose to trust God. Maybe write it out first and see if you can present it to the person you're trying to keep it from. But more than anything, don't be dishonest. Liars don't win. I've always been told honesty is the best policy. <laughs> so be honest with yourself. Like I'm being with myself. I'm not going to ever lie and say I am like excited to be single because that's, I don't feel like that's my calling and God has a promise for me. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to keep trusting him for the promise, but if he wants me to be, I'm going to do make every effort to live the way he wants me to be. But I'm going to find joy in his word. And I'm still going to be honest when I feel frustrated or when I feel like it's just not working out, Lord. And yes, I'm going to boohoo and I'm going to cry before God. And I may seem like a toddler, but until I get to an age that I feel mature in that area, I want to keep telling him how I feel. <laughs> I want to keep doing what he tells me to do. You know, maybe I'm on training wheels as a single person, but he's the one developing me. Just like a parent leading a child, I depend on God to lead me in this journey. And I hope you will do the same. Therefore, with everything you're seeking and pursuing, relationships and all that, I'm going to ask you to stay married to his will. God bless you. <laughs>